Hey Leaps, welcome back to today's podcast episode. This recording that you're about to hear is what I did for the Elites in Our Blueprint program. It's the last live of the year. And so I wanted to make sure that you got the information too, because when I tell you the information is so life-changing and it's going to help you to make the shift that you need to make so that your vision board becomes a living thing, listen, you got to listen in. So Make sure that you end out this year on a strong note. Rest, relax, do everything you need to do to get to the next level. Drink your water. Make sure there's peace around you. And I will see you guys next year. Okay, so the first thing that we need to really focus on is how we're feeling. Okay, and even though I have my notes here, I really want to tap into you. It's very important we tap into you before we move into 2022, okay? Now, on here, you put, you feeling good. You got your your planners, your notebooks. You feeling focused. You're excited. You're ready for your new journey. You're positive. And those are all great things, right? But you have to also know when you feel a certain way, if that's your true feeling or not hear me out and i'm gonna show y'all a picture because this picture is going to make a whole lot of sense to you a lot of you may have seen this picture but this picture right here this picture right here okay this picture is from 2016 early 2017 i posted it in 2019 Okay, but this picture is like my proof of I'm done, my proof of it's time to change, my proof of you say that you feel good, but on the outside, this is what we see. And at that time, that's not that that to me was good. But when I look back on it now, I'm like, she is literally a walking cry for help. She didn't need to know just how to make more money. She didn't need to know just how to get more clients. She didn't need to know all of these things. She needed someone to say, hey, what's going on with you? You say you feel good. You say you feel positive. But what's going on? Why is your house like this? Why is there stuff on the floor? Why are you looking this way? Why are you getting dressed every day and this is the example you want to take out into the world, yet you say that you're feeling good. You say you're feeling great. And I really want to make sure that I explain this to you because what I'm seeing, especially in our industry, because we are self-care, right? We are all about the feelings, but we're not talking about the feelings for real. We're talking about the superficial, the do the little hmm, relaxation. But when you go into work, you can't even connect because your mind, your subconscious mind, which if you saw part one where Bob Proctor talked about the law of vibration, and if you have not re-listened to that, please do so because your subconscious mind is really on this process that is not reflecting what your consciousness, what you think your consciousness is saying. Think about the clients that come in, they are frazzled, they don't, like, they just don't have a concept of time, they're just rushing in, hurry up and get the service, and when you're trying to explain to them how to fix their problems, they instantly dismiss you and they're like, no, I can't be that, it's got to be something else. Because that person has not taken the time to really sit and ask themselves, how am I feeling? It sounds simple, but like we make it so difficult. When you think about your clients, and I do want y'all to put this in the chat. When you think about your clients that you've seen this past year, how have they been feeling? And have you even noticed? And when you started your day with them, 
did their feelings roll onto you? Did them being nonchalant and indifferent roll onto you? Did them being angry roll onto you? Did them being anxious or depressed roll onto you? Like, we really need to talk about this. And I really want y'all to participate in the chat because we got to participate in our life. We got to show up for the things we say we want. And if you're not willing to show up, then your clients, how can you ask them to show up fully as well? So, yes, we can be excited. Yes, we can be positive. Yes, we can be focused. But we have to get into the process of really asking how are we feeling. See, when it comes to business, people will say there are no feelings in business. I started my first business in 2011. And I started it all because I needed some extra money to pay my car note. But when I first started business, it was there's no feelings in business. There's, you know, you just get to the money. You just do this. You just do that. And I did that over the course of 10 years. But until I got into the aesthetic industry, I realized, no, if I don't feel good about you, I can't do business with you. If I don't feel like I can trust you, I can't do business with you. If I feel like you fugazi and you BSing me, I can't do business with you. I can't do life with you. I can't do friendship with you. I can't do nothing with you. Because that energy is going to transfer onto me. Just like Joy said, it transfers onto you. So when you are literally figuring out how you want to get more clients or you're figuring out how you want to grow in your business, you also got to be willing to say what type of energy you don't want to have coming in. We don't think about that. We just say, I just want to make more money. I just want to get more clients. Okay, I just want I just want to be six figure, seven figure. But it's like, okay, we don't want to be running ragged and and feeling low after we get this money, though. And that's why you got to check in and see how you're feeling. Let me see. This other comment says, yes, I would have to say sometimes the feelings of my clients did affect me and change how I was operating after seeing them. Now, think about this, though. They come in, they have all of their problems and concerns, and now after seeing them, your their energy transferred on you, your energy changed, and now you have to you have to go through this cycle three to five to seven times in that day. Can you imagine how that's affecting your money? That's affecting your life. That's affecting how you parent. That's affecting how you view a lot of things. Think about it. We don't we don't really think about these things because we just want to get straight to the money. But it's like, no, we have to really think about wait a minute. I can get to the money. But the reason it's taking me so long to get there is because my energy is being pulled down by these things that I, one, didn't strategize and figure out how to get rid of, or two, that I don't have the courage to get rid of. See, sometimes raising your price is also raising your vibration. And that's something we don't really talk about. See, if I tell you, hey, you can't show up to work, you either going to have all your nails done or none of your nails done. But you can't have one chip here, one broken nail here, one hanging off with polish here, a bling bling here, and length here. No, you got to figure it out. You either got all of them done or you're taking them all off and you detoxing. But you cannot be onesie twosie. You can't have one lash here and one lash gone. You can't have one track here and, and ball shave head on this side why because it looks off it is off and when people look at you subconsciously you're like i'm okay i'm okay i'm okay but you look a mess and people decide off of that i don't want to do business with you i don't want to do life with you your energy off i can't i can't do it and that's pushing the money away and then on top of that, you go to work and you're dealing with people who don't have the the courage or the balls to say, no, I'm not. I, no, you got to get it together or to say, how are you doing? Are you OK? You look kind of off. 
And when they do, if you do have clients that say, hey, I just want to check in. You good? Like, you, you look kind of off. You get defensive. You're like, well, yeah, I'm fine. What you mean? No. Those are the check-ins and the check engine light that is saying, hey, it's time to do some changes. And I know it's tough. I know it's hard because I've had to do it. That's why I showed y'all that picture. I had to make those changes. I had to stop playing the victim and stop doing the blame game and say, no, I need to make a change. And then I had to realize when people start having that energy and you know how they say match energy? No, I don't match energy. I push it back onto you. Not physically, but my spiritual energy blockage wall gate, I can't take on your energy. So it's just going to bounce off of me and go back to you. And that's literally how you have to be. When clients come in and they are frazzled and they don't know what's going on, they're coming to you for help. So you have to, eh, we stopping it right here. Whatever's going on, we're going to process it here. You got five to 10 minutes and then we're going to get through this facial. And when you leave, you are a brand new person, a whole brand new person, because we don't have time to keep doing the same things over and over and over and over again getting the same results when we say we won't change so you say you know honestly that's why you decided to close your books and you still have decided what is going to be your next move exactly a lot of estheticians which that is common a lot of estheticians are closing their books oh you haven't decided so that's the thing a lot of institutions are closing their books going into 2022 or they're reducing their books because they realize we can't do this booked and busy game, especially with COVID going around, because on a vibrational level, a lot of people are bringing COVID into your business because they're not vibrating on a frequency of taking care of themselves. If you're going to be a healer where you're healing skin and helping people correct their skin, it also comes with the habits of the unhealed. I did a peel on a client the other day. She tagged me on Instagram. I go on her Instagram page. After her peel, I said, you don't need to be wearing your mask. You need to go home and relax. What do I see? Out with friends, drinking, cheers, and all of that. So I know she's going to contact me and ask me questions about what's going on with her skin. And the thing is this. I'm not going to be frustrated. I'm going to say... We had this conversation. Energy, energy wall. We had this conversation. We talked about your goals. So now I'm going to bounce it on to you. What do you want? You are clearly feeling the effects of doing the same thing and getting the same result. What do you want? Because I can help you get it. Or I can help you see why you're not getting it. And you have to have that type of authority in your business you have to have that type of authority in your business i updated the intensive course so if you are in the intensive course i did make some updates to the program and i had to literally put in there especially from asking clients why they have gone to other people and decided to come back to me even when my price increased and they said because i don't want to go to somebody's business where i have to tell them what to do And that's a tough point. Which leads me into my next point of feeling because a lot of us are flaunting this lifestyle that we think aesthetics is instead of studying it for real. And the clients are coming to you for help because you're flaunting that you're this expert. But when they come to you, they realize you're not studying this for real. Because you literally have so many options like your McDonald's or a fast food restaurant. And they're like, I, I don't know what's going on with my skin. I'm asking you. If you went to the doctor and they said, pick what you need. You wouldn't trust that doctor. If you're like, okay, well, I went on WebMD and I looked up all my stuff. And I got all this going on. But like WebMD said I got cancer, but like, okay, the doctor telling me I need to pick cancer, cold, COVID, or flu. 
well, I don't think I got those, so I don't know. You'd be like, this doctor don't know what they're talking about. And you probably wouldn't booked with them. So we have to shift these things in our mind. I know that when we get a little money, we want to fill on it off. I get that. But your clients don't care about how much money you're making. They really don't care about all the fancy things that we do. They don't care about the jargon either. They care about how am I going to feel when I come to you? I need to feel empowered. I need to feel like I learned something. I need to feel like she know what she doing. I need to feel like, hey, when I'm in St. Louis, I need an esthetician and I know Nina know what she doing. So it's a clear choice. Not, oh, well, I don't know. You don't know. We don't know. So we just going to sit here and, and look at each other like we crazy. Oops, the pill over frosted and now your skin is blanched. Oops, no. We have to start studying this. And that's a long-term game. Study your life. Study your business. Study your clients. So you can save money. Because a lot of you spending money on things because you haven't really studied it to really say like, oh, the data showing me this. The data showing me that. We need to move this direction. I ain't got time to go over there and do all that stuff. I don't need to go to the conference this year because I already bought equipment. So maybe I'll consider one in the fall, but I don't need to be up in there because they, you know, because they do it every year. These are things you have to figure out because you're the CEO of your business. Number two, strategy. Study your life. You need a strategy for your life and you need to study your life. Have you completed your living vision board yet? That is a question. Go ahead and comment yes or no. If it's a no, we're going to have a come to Jesus moment right now. But have you completed your living vision board? Have you completed it? The module is there. The replay is there. The information is there. On Instagram, the Elite Estheticians page, let me... um. Let me go check for you to see if it's still there. Let, let's let's do a little check here. Let's see. Oh, it's there. Vision board. You click it and it shows you attire ideas. Don't have to wear scrubs from 15 weeks ago. All right. You ready to travel? There you go. Many ideas. Okay, what's going on? What's going on? Living vision board. And so here's the thing. Here's the thing. We know what to do, but we don't execute. And here's why we don't execute. Okay, because I don't want you... I don't want you to feel like I'm getting on you. But I want you to know that I want more for you. So this is why we're talking about this. Okay? Every year, people do vision boards. They make it all pretty, and they spend time making these vision boards. And at the end of the year, these vision boards have not been completed. Okay? And the reason is because they make the vision, but they don't execute and live it. You say you want one thing, but you don't execute and live it. I learned this when I started going to... The conferences, the same conferences I tell you guys to invest in, trust me, when you start creating a strategy for your life, when you start studying your life, okay, when you start saying, this is who I want to show up as, and you start studying how to show up as that person authentically, then I guarantee you things are going to start to get done because you're going to know that if you don't do it, then you're going to have another year of pain. Now, here's the part. And this is something I learned a long time ago, but I didn't start implementing until the past two years. Okay? Here's the thing. You got to ask yourself if you love your life or if your life is now a comfort zone. And this is a huge, like, listen, I'm very pissed off that a lot of the leaders in our industry are not talking about you as a person needing to do better. We talk about our clients needing to do better. 
following policies and all these other things, but we have to do better as well. Are you in love with your life or are you in a comfort zone? Think about it. Do you wake up and you're excited because you created your day off of a 30-day schedule so you have 30 days of excitement or are you just running on this nine to five five days a week so you got five days that you hate type of of drama and you if you have your own business did you create that because your mindset told you to just take one job and make another see when you create your living vision board you start looking at your day like okay how do I want my day to look? I need to design it. Because if I don't design my day for me, then I'm going to let everybody else design my life and tell me what I need to do. And that's not the type of life that God has designed for you. This week, I said, okay, I'm going to work two days a week. Boom, make my quick $300 a client. Boom. And then today, I'm going to teach a class. And then I'm going to get my hair done. And then I need to update the course. I got a whole facial technique video that I have to edit, cut, redo the voiceover for because it needs to be ready for the elites. I don't have a boss waking me up saying, hey, did you complete that video? No, because I'm excited to get up and make these things because I know that this is the stepping stone for next year's six-figure elites. But if you're not excited to do the facials, if you're not excited to do the admin work, which the admin work sucks. We, I mean, it does. I don't like answering emails. So I got a VA. And then when she texts me and asks me questions, I'd be like, I don't like this. But it has to get done because this is your life. You got to design it. I did a video like a year and a half ago. Life by design, not default. Stop letting people press default on you. If people keep waking up next to you on default, get away from them because they are living in a comfort zone. If you're trying to live a life you love, you got to get away from people that's living a life in the comfort zone. They're okay with waking up late. They're okay with waking up with bad attitudes. And when I say late, if you design your day to get up late and you still are happy and making your income at the end of the day, then you just designed a life that fits for you. But if you're waking up late, you got all this complaining, you got your energy off, you just a horrible energy to be around, you're living in your comfort zone because now it's become a habit to be mediocre. Time out for that. Some of you have not completed your vision boards because you got people around you that have no vision. You might be living with somebody that has no vision. You might have friends that have no vision. And that's like, oh, girl, you ain't got to do all that. No, you do have to do all that. You have to study this thing. You have to literally take the time and write the vision and make it plain. The same amount of energy it takes to learn uh, Dreams and Nightmares by Meek Mill. Everybody in the club. Hold on, wait a minute. y'all. Th no, y'all thought y'all was finished. You are finished because you're not studying your life. You leave the club and you go home to the same life that you're not happy with. Let's be real here. Let's be real here. Okay? Like, for real. Let's be real here. Are there websites and other magazines to remain current on the data and aesthetics? So, here's the thing with... with um, data for aesthetics when you look at those magazines a lot of them are based on more of the larger spas more of the like traditional spas when you're looking for data as far as our industry when i say our industry i mean multicultural aesthetics you really have to do that research and you have to go back in time and start studying and researching because we don't have our own website. We don't have our own magazine. We don't have our own data. And here's the thing. When it comes to aesthetics, aesthetics, spa, and beauty are three different things. Aesthetics is by itself. Okay, we have the largest back bar in the beauty industry. And a lot of people don't talk about that. So it is a wide open lane when it comes to the things that you are seeing in the aesthetic industry. When it comes to spa, this is more massage. This is more body treatments. This is more um, your hydrotherapy type treatments. 
Okay, so if you have like a full-on spa, you have more services than just doing facials and doing the aesthetic type treatments. And then when you have beauty, you are encompassing everybody all in one lump, but everybody don't have the same mindset. Think about it. When you're in spa or when you're in massage and aesthetics, you need quiet. You need spa voice. You need people to shut up around you. When you're in beauty, you got lash people. Hey, girl, hair. Hey, girl, blow dryer and all of that craziness. So it's three different industries. When you look at aesthetics, the average esthetician makes $2,500 per month. And this is even internationally overseas. Now, when you're looking for data for aesthetics, you're going to have to start looking at the actual data versus what somebody else has pulled for you. So if you're looking to know, when I'm looking to know how much estheticians are making, I have to go look at job descriptions. I have to go look at job uh, offerings and job hiring announcements. And when I see, oh, in the south of France is 2,500 or it's like, 2300 pounds or when i'm looking okay a spa such as one in utah is given this much per hour let me break that down on average then i'm looking at how much is that person going to make okay they're going to make 2500 every elite in this program even with the free program should be able to double their income But if you go in with an employee mindset, you are always going to be waiting for somebody to pay you. When you go in with an entrepreneur and business owner mindset, you're going to go in with a strategy to learn something that's going to help you later so that you can double your income. If I ever decide to go work again, which yes, I've been recruited, but if I ever go decide to work again, I'm going to learn something that's for my next move. You're going to pay me because I'm going to learn so I can get to my next move. It's not, oh, I'm going to work for them and I'm just going to sit on their clock and, oh, yeah, I got a job. No, I'm going to go here. Let's negotiate my salary because I'm giving you my time. So, okay, in exchange for my time, you're paying me this and I'm going to learn this. Cool. Now I'm working on my 18-month exit plan. So you really got to start looking at the actual data instead of waiting on the websites and magazines to tell it to you. What I will say is that if you are not getting paid, expect to pay. So if you're not working for someone and they're investing in your training and all these other things, expect to pay for the things that you need to grow as a business owner. Expect to pay for it. I have elites now that when my program was like $500, they still making $20,000, $30,000 a month off of that program because they realized the value back then. Now that it's more and now that the accountability is there, we have more six-figure earners, but they had to actively go out and search for the person that could help them and train them. So you have to really look at what am I looking for? What data do I need? And go look at all those data pieces. Um, also, the market research module, I did show you a little bit in there on how to find your trends by taking other trends. And this is for the consumer trends. OK, data is not just, you know, just what are the trends in the industry? You need to know how's the client moving? How's that buyer moving? You want them to go from buyer to customer to client. So you got to know it's a lot of details you got to know. And the luxury client Look first before I pay. The average client, buy first, then I look. Think about it. When you're looking for a cheap item, you just want to buy it and then you get it. You might get it from Amazon or wherever and it might be a dud and you're like, oh, gosh, seriously? Now I got to send this back. When you're investing a lot of money in something, you're going to do your research first, then you invest. So this is why you got to have your education at the forefront so that when they're looking for you and they say, okay, I made a decision, but I didn't just make a decision for me. I have friends that will also go here too. Think about it. Ask your clients, like what made you decide to come and get facials here? They will tell you, oh, you know, I was talking to my friend and she was telling me about facials. So I said I was going to get a facial. Now, after the appointment is up to you. Because they'll say, oh my gosh, I had so much fun. I need to bring my friend. Perfect. Yes, I would love to see both of you. Or they'll say, mm, no, nah, I'm good. So it's up to you. 
And this is why it's important that you understand this, whether you work for someone or not, because you as a service provider, even if the name on the building is Four Seasons, Waldorf Astoria, St. Regis, whatever, when they go in that treatment room, it's you. So after the treatment, if they don't rebook with you, it's you. And you really have to take that in. I had to take that in the beginning. I looked at every single person. Why didn't they rebook? Sometimes it don't click. And that's just, it is what it is. But that's the things you have to look at. Um, even when I don't have a high level of excitement, I push myself by saying no one is coming to save you. Exactly. No one is coming to save you. However, however, this is the thing. When you pray and when you ask God, God, I want to go to this next level. I see the vision you have for me. I'm ready to move forward. The minute you say I'm ready to move forward, you have to start looking at everything you see and hear around you. Because when you say these prayers out, God is listening, but there's also going to be obstacles that come your way to see if you really mean what you say. And you got to be able to hear and see and understand the difference between somebody saying something and their actual actions. If you say, I want to have a business that expands in multiple states, but then you are doing things where you are damaging your brand, what you are saying to the world is, I want to expand, but I'm not willing to take care of what I have right here locally. So you really got to pay attention. Because when the answers come to you, it's going to be so subtle. If you say, hey, I'm looking to, you know, learn a little bit about business and, you know, I just don't know where to start. And if somebody say, oh, well, you know, um, Nina helped me with some stuff. So I consider you do her class. And you say $40, but you say you want to be a six-figure esthetician. So you're literally saying... I want to make six figures, but I'm not willing to like, like the price of entry to get what I need is just too much. You look at the gym the same way. You be like, I want to lose 20 pounds. But then it's like, I got to eat salad. I got to cut out carbs. I got to, I got to like stretch and work out. I don't want to do that. So you're literally right there with your words. You are literally canceling out the very thing you said you wanted. And it's so subtle and we don't realize how we literally cut our own dreams and goals out because of our minds and because of our words. But that's literally, I'm telling you, not sliding out your chair. I can't, I can't. Okay, I was curious on how to know when to pivot. You speak a lot on market research, but wasn't sure where to research. Yes. So here's the thing. Google is like, it's it is a blessing and a curse it's a blessing because it gives you access to information that used to be gatekeeps and it gives you a plethora of things that can help you it gets a bad rep because a lot of times we don't want to go through the time to get this information but even if you pay somebody that person has either gone through information gone through experience etc where they can teach it to you so even if you got it in a blog post behind that blog post is experience it's it's life it's trial and error it's all the things that that person has gone through so when you google the curse part is if you google and you go off a first glance you have like 50 billion different books that you're trying to put into one instead of going back in time and studying everything you need for the direction you're taking so when i first started my business i said okay if i'm going to be in aesthetics i need to be the best esthetician there was while i was in school they weren't teaching about skin of color so i said in order for me to learn about skin of color i need to go back in time to figure out how we got on the topic of skin of color and as i went back in time i realized that we don't have our own spas we don't have our own classes the first skin of color class was created less than 10 years ago so we don't have these information this information and so when you look at even doctors they're just now having skin of color societies and conferences so what does that tell me that tells me 
okay, I'm older than the skin of color information. So I need to go back in time and figure out all the data and study it so that I know everything about it and then I can innovate. So we wanna take information just off a of surface value and then try to do something with it. But it's like, no, you have to study this. When I went back in time, I said, boom, the first uh, beauty school or the first person that really talked about skin of color was Annie Malone. Annie Malone was the mentor to Madam CJ Walker. Okay, they were more focused on hair care, but skincare was actually one of the first items that they had in the college. This is back in 1917. Make sure y'all do y'all research because y'all need to know these things. And even though Annie Malone is not talked about as much, she became a millionaire right here in St. Louis. Boom, it's, it's proof that it's been done. So then to me, I was like, okay, I need to study Annie Malone. Study everything about Annie Malone. I even studied her payment structure for people that worked under her. You literally got to study this. And then as I started looking at the data, time went where Madam C.J. Walker became just this phenomenon about hair and skincare wasn't really put in there. Until we get to Pamela Springer being the first esthetician in the 70s applying chemical peels to skin of color. Okay, and so then we look at Joelle Lee starting her journey, studying skin of color. Before you got to Michelle Obama, she was studying skin of color. She had her own product line. She was treating skin of color in doctor's offices. So before you look at the flaunted lifestyle of being Michelle Obama's esthetician, you have to look at the data. You have to look at the study. You have to look at what they did. And, and this is the part where we can't talk about business until we talk about the craft. And if you don't even know your craft and you haven't properly researched, your business is sitting on sinking sand. Your business is sitting on sinking sand. When I look at Stephanie Lanes, she literally showed her journey of how she waxed, how she learned waxing because for her, it was hard because she learned how to wax on white hair. Now she's trying to get the techniques for waxing our curly and tough coarse hair. So then she created a skincare line because she realized we also needed to treat the skin under that hair. And as she did that, she realized that the hygiene was missing. And that's how she started getting back into facial. See, when you study this, you understand why people do what they do, why they pivoted the way they pivoted, why they maneuvered the way they maneuvered. For myself, when I started, I literally posted it. Let me see if I can find a post. Listen, you guys have to like study people because it's not about the people who are flaunting for today. Your life, your social media is a portfolio. Document everything. I know Gary V talked about this as well. Document everything is important. You do that. Document. Because if you're trying to make shifts and changes in this industry, you got to understand that people want to see the proof, right? They want to see the proof. Okay, well, document 2019. I said this. I was battling depression and wanted to get beauty treatments, but always had anxiety going to places where I had to wait longer, be around lots of people. So I made a private skincare studio that specializes in treating our skin of color. And the whole vibe was designed to calm the anxious and or depressed woman. Still to this day, not many people are catering to the depressed and anxious woman. We're catering to the TikTokers. We're catering to the IG people. We're catering to the vaginas and the trends and the waxing and all of that. But you have to really study yourself because in studying yourself, you will find what is missing and what you have all the experience of treating to bring to light. But if you don't know you, you don't study you, I can't help you find a strategy to make a business expand off of you really want you to understand that because it's key that you get this like 
is key. <laughs> I want y'all to get this. I really need y'all to get this because part of market research is studying you. When I look back on my 33 years, why do I act the way I act? Why do I feel the way I feel? Why is my why was my first thought to instantly go negative or to instantly feel down on myself? It was because I was raised a certain way and it became a habit. And so as an adult, I can't say, oh, well, you know, that's just how I am. No, it is my responsibility to fix it. It's my responsibility to fix it. If I say I want to be a six, seven, eight figure earner and I'm currently a four or five figure earner, then I have to say, okay, who do I need to become in order to be the six, seven, eight figure earner? But not just any six, seven, eight figure earners because there's the flaunty ones and there's the ones that study it for real. Elon Musk studied it for real. We don't have a lot of flash from Elon Musk. We don't have a lot of flash from Jeff Bezos. We don't have a lot of flash from Warren Buffett. We don't have a lot of flash from Joelle Lee, but she got Michelle Obama to say, yes, I want you to be my esthetician. And not just once, but I want you to move into the White House and be my esthetician. There wasn't no flash over there. Really think about this now. Wasn't no, it wasn't no flashy lifestyle over there. It was trust and studying and knowing yourself so that when you meet people, the real you is standing up. And when you start studying yourself, expect relationships to fall off because they can't sustain because now you're tapping into your true self. When you were playing it small, when you were people pleasing, when you were being what other people wanted you to be, the relationship worked. But now that you're saying, I got boundaries, like I'm trying to do more in life, the bare minimum doesn't please me, you either you either intimidated or inspired, if you're not a boss, I'm going to show you you're not a boss because you can't keep up with me. Like if you literally start speaking affirmations into your life for your next level and making your living vision board, you're going to realize some people can't keep up and it's okay. It's okay. And you got to keep moving. So she said, I just told myself I can double this and I work at a spa. I can become solo sooner than I think. Exactly. Exactly. See, when you go into your job, you should go in as I'm Kimberly Bond, the esthetician. The spa is just my location. Y'all paying my rent for me. Thank you. And you got to build your signature that people are like, oh, yeah, I need to go with her. To where if you leave, people are calling the spot like, what happened to Kimberly? Oh, y'all don't have Kimberly? I'm good. Have a good day. And they will search you, Kimberly Bond, and find you and come see you. A lot of people are like, well, if I leave my job, how are people going to find me? If you don't go on Google Business and make yourself a business page so that when you leave, people can Google you. Think about it. People say, oh, just Google me. You'll find me. You can find anybody you want to find. Literally, if you want to find Greg Cardone, if you want to find Stormy Wellington, if you want to find anybody, go on Google. You'll find them. You will find their, their little paw prints and you will find them. The best way to find them is to go to their events. How do you think I've been sitting at tables with multimillionaires? They're not worried about what's in my wallet. They're not worried about if I'm a millionaire or not. A lot of people don't even know what's in my what's in my bank account. But they look at all the elites. They have crossed six and seven figures. And they're looking at me living my life in a very moral-based way. But the flash is not what they see. It's the character. It's are you showing up? Are you like trying to do this for real? And you got to do your research in order to do that. Joelle doesn't do business with me because I'm flashing online. She does business with me because I say I'm going to do something and I do it. And when I do it, I do it in excellence. And I don't be around no mediocrity. Like period, I don't be around it. So this is what you have to say when you're at the spa. They are paying my rent. My name is Kimberly Bond, okay? I am... The esthetician for what is your niche and build that portfolio online. So when you ready to leave, you're not worried about, am I going to have clients? you like, I done built a name for myself. Y'all need me. I'm done here. It's time for me to go to my next, my next place. Google me. 
that's literally how you have to build your career because if you go in as an employee mindset it is not gonna fare well um yes you gotta do that you gotta do that exactly they are paying your rent okay i would even be like hey can i bring in some extra stuff in here because you know sometimes they be trying to give you the basics so you know so you got to study your life that was number two number one was how do you feel okay are you flaunting a lifestyle or are you studying the lifestyle for real that was number one number two is the strategy and you need to study your life number three is environment change environment change i've said it in the podcast i've said it online and i also posted it the believe nation conference is the conference that changed my life last year Last year, January 7th of 2021, I was at the Believe Nation conference. I also had the um, VIP day. That whole weekend, I had to fire three people while I was in Houston. I had to fire three people because there was theft in my business. There were things behind the scenes that were not done in excellence. And I had to make a decision to say I would rather start at the, the bottom again and rebuild it right they to sit here and keep going, not in excellence. And you may have to make that decision. But literally, when you show the process and you count it all joy and you know that it's for your good, you can then stop focusing on what you lost and start moving towards what you're about to gain. Here we are one year later. Okay, the, the all businesses then generated six figures. Well, one, one person and a team of two so you you gotta really like take the limits off of your mind and say this can be done with or without whatever is about to be taken away this can be done because it was promised to me your environment is so key because right now you may be going to work every day you're not happy you're going home you're not happy and so you have to put yourself in those environments where you're around other people who want more because when you're around people who want more it also tells you like yes we can have more we can have more and the energy, the excitement, when you are literally sitting next to people who invested in themselves too, they get you. If you tell somebody, hey, I'm spending $300 to go to a conference for personal development so I can learn how to believe in myself, they'd be like, what is, you're crazy. And that was my situation. It was like, I ain't got $300 to invest in myself. I, you're going to pay $300 to do what? That was literally the responses I get or got at that time. So you know what I did? I went by myself. And I met people there that put me on to making money, that put me on to learning strategies for my business, that introduced me to other people that could be future relationships. And now we have elites going as well. And going to these events has helped them to grow too. But this is the thing. If you're going to trust somebody to guide you and mentor you, you got to be willing to do what they did and go to the places that they went to in order to get your success. And when you study your life, you are willing to do what you need to do to be the best you. You spend so much money and time trying to please other people when you've never spent the same amount of time and energy into loving yourself, taking care of yourself and knowing that you deserve more than the bare minimum. Think about it. You deserve more than the bare minimum. And if you only give yourself the bare minimum, this is why you're you're comfortable in your comfort zone accepting the bare minimum. I know it is painful. I get it. But when I said, you know what? I'm not going to try to force anybody to see the direction I'm going. Because the people that see you moving, they're going to be like, okay, I don't know what she's doing, but I know she's moving. It's time to go. See, when we see people physically running, we're like, oh, something must be up. Let me run too. But when you see people spiritually running and you're like, oh, they moving kind of weird, kind of crazy, but you running with them. Right? You running with them. Subconsciously, you running with them. But where are they running to? Where are they running to? 
Some of these people are running straight to scrolling on Instagram. So you can scroll and look for the successful information. You can scroll and learn some different content hacks. You can scroll and learn investing, etc. All this information is free. But the people who have a scarcity mindset and who believe they know best will keep scrolling. And at the end of the year, they still ain't did not nothing. It's been one year, three year, five years, seven years, you ain't did nothing, you still doing the same thing. And you think somebody gonna run with you to do the same thing? No. When your spirit, when you start studying this thing and you start saying, okay, I want more. When you really want more, you may be at your most bare bones because you are sick and tired of getting the same results. But I guarantee you, when you say, I'm ready to change and you say, I surrender and I give it all up and I'm willing to do whatever I got to do to get to the next level. It does not require a penny out of you because all the money is going to flow to you. I guarantee you all the money you need, all the resources you need, all the people you need are going to flow to you. But they can't flow to you because your vibrational level is too low. It's bogged down by doubt. It's bogged down by fear. It's bogged down by all these things when you let it go and you say, listen, y'all do what y'all do. You know that um, TikTok, it must be nice. Y'all want to be lame? It must be nice because I'm about to rise. I don't have time for the... Okay. You got to go. And you'll notice, you'll notice the people that's like really like happy, that's like, really just like trying to get themselves together to be happy they rarely have to say it they rarely have to be like hey guys look at me i'm so happy on my yacht you guys no it's like i am so happy and grateful that i am on this yacht like i am so happy and so grateful that i literally envisioned something and i wanted it to happen not oh hey y'all hoes could never be here on this yacht and I'm just saying, I did a live on Instagram. I talked a little bit about it, but this is where your spirit will begin to know. You got to know the spirit that you're following if you're going to follow somebody's spirit. Because you could be in the same environment, but with the wrong spirit. And it could take you to a place that you're not trying to go. I'm just saying, you got you to gotta change your environment. Number four, habit distinction. Habit distinction, so key. She said, everyone isn't meant to understand your journey. You had to love some family members from a distance because they kept reminding you of who you used to be instead of supporting who you were becoming. Exactly. Exactly. I'm telling you, sometimes you got to be the decision maker in your family's generation. See, I had to be the decision maker in my family's generation because there were people in my family that were too afraid to make decisions. There were too many people in my family that were holding on to situations and it had been 5, 10, 15, 20, 30 years and they still holding on to bad decisions that they made years ago because they didn't want to look stupid. But newsflash, you look crazy anyway. You saw that picture I showed y'all, right? You look crazy anyway. So you're trying not to look crazy, but you literally looking crazy. Like, do you get it? Like, you try, you trying so hard to put yourself together. Like, I'm not depressed. I'm good. And then it's like, no, we, no. You look in the pictures and you like, no, you could, I can see it in your eyes. No. And so this is why we have to study our habits. Distinction. You got to be able to define which habit is which. I love Mel Robbins because she said, you are not lazy. You have a habit of being lazy. You are not a procrastinator. You have a habit of procrastinating. You are not depressed. You have a habit of being depressed. Right? And so when you are able to really make a clear distinction of the habits, now we can change them. You were speaking to your cousin about this. I'm telling you. Like, we're not going into the new year with this same old, same old. We ain't doing it. You is tired of thinking and living limited. Yes, limitless was my pivot. And when I do, it felt amazing. And my spirit didn't feel so heavy. Exactly. Exactly. So you got to be able to, like, put a distinction to it. 
I want y'all to definitely in your living vision board come up with your five minute song your five minute song this song needs to be five minutes or more my song is how can you mend a broken heart by Al Green because depending on how I'm feeling that song if I'm sad I can listen to it if I'm happy and, and like vibing I can listen to it um, if I'm angry I can listen to it and then I know by the time the song is about to end time to let it go time to let it go so you gotta pick your song your five minute song every time you feel in some type of way put that song in your your you know whatever playlist and play that song so that you can start to let it go because a lot of times we stay in these loops because we keep holding on holding on it's like if something was meant for you you wouldn't have to hold on so tight to it and if a person was meant for you they would do what is needed to hold on tight to you so you have to understand that when you're holding on you could be holding on to something that is not your blessing it might be somebody else's blessing right maybe a sweet is not your blessing maybe god wants you to let that sweet go because the storefront is meant for you maybe you know you being inside of the salon lofts is not for you maybe he wants you to finally let that go so you can move into traveling and taking your brand global maybe he doesn't want you to be an esthetician maybe he brought you into this industry so that you could learn how to be a salesperson and how to slow down and take care of yourself so that now you can figure out what your next move is going to be i'm not impressed when somebody says i've been doing this 10 15 20 years because i've been doing hospitality for 16 years i started off in culinary school finished culinary school worked in food and beverage worked as a manager in food and beverage then i moved into hotel and fitness working in that front desk operations and helping those clients and really learning how to speak to those vip clients then after that i moved into where i left my career and i said what else do i want to do i love helping people now i want to learn how to take care of myself and aesthetics ended up being my next step but i didn't say oh i just have to do food and beverage no everything is a vehicle to get you to your next level but in these 16 years of hospitality i have learned that we don't really take the time to know each other and check on how each other's feeling we look at everything as a transactional check mark you good you good you good i heard from you why you good you good no it's really tapping into the frequency and understanding how people move and understanding how you move might also impact the other person in my career i would always run off the flimsy people the people that were like afraid even co-workers that were afraid they would always be like hey there's like this um you know there's like this general that's here or you know there's this celebrity that's here and i'm like scared to like say something like go talk to them they're a regular person just like me hey how are you doing and that's how i moved into vip and elite clients because they don't have time. It's like, you either got it or you don't. You ain't got it good. Have a good day. I don't have time. I'm not spending my money with somebody that is unsure. You're unsure. I'm unsure to spend my money with you. And that's how they are. You can't take it personal, you know? You just have to be like, listen, you you hired me to help you. So, so you going to listen to me or not? Most people would be scared to say that to Michelle Obama, right? Most people would be scared to say that to somebody making a lot of money my thing is yeah you got money cool but before you pay me i need to know if you're really gonna do what i'm trying to get you to do because you have a goal right and so this is how you literally have to go into your career especially if you want luxury clients um the fourth point brings me to when you're mentioned to be aware of what you consume before bed and how it affects your subconscious which is when i would listen to the podcast before bed i started to see how much creative and motivated i would be from that small change exactly you guys you cannot go to bed and let the tv watch you you cannot do that because your brain um what's his name dr joe Dispenza said your brain is marinating for eight 
hours or six hours. And so the last thing that you consciously remember is now seeping into your subconscious. So this is why you have to listen to sound bowls. Or if you're going to scroll Instagram, start looking for inspirational things. Let this be your bedtime routine where you are visualizing where you're trying to go so that you are playing this movie of visualization while you are marinating while you are asleep. If you are watching horror stories before you go to bed, this is why people have nightmares because your brain takes that little snippet that they fell asleep on and now you're just inside of this movie that you can't get out of until it shakes you up. So it's very key that you set your visualization before you go to bed. Absolutely key. Absolutely key, you guys. So key. You gotta do that. You got to. Like, if you need to listen to the podcast before you go to bed, then do that. If you um, need to look at living vision board before you go to sleep, do that. But you have to plan out 